The tall man in the office marked E. E. Winstead was restless. He glanced at his watch for the dozenth time, looked at the telephone cradled in its rack, went to the window and stared out. Below him, evening traffic moved glitteringly. Taxis, private limousines, roadsters, and coupes rolled by. A swirling tide of humanity passed along the sidewalk toward the garish lights of the theater district. As he watched, figures detached themselves from the crowds, stopped to buy papers at the stands or from one of the newsboys who were screaming shrilly, then moved on, ant-like, bearing their bits of white away. There was a note of strident excitement in the continuous clamor of those newsboys. "'Extra! Read all about the big mitre! Senator Foster killed! Extra!' The tall man left his office, went down into the street, got himself a paper, and returned. It was the third time he had done so within an hour. He seemed to crave action. A half-dozen earlier editions lay on his desk. This one added little to the news about the murder. The lead of the story was the same. Senator Ronald Foster, Democrat of Arkansas, sponsor of a recent bill asking an appropriation of $500,000— to combat the alleged nationwide activities of a secret society known as the DOACs, was found shot to death this afternoon at his home in Washington, D.C. Senator Foster's family was away. His secretary, Warren Knowlton, cannot be located. It is believed by the police that the senator's death may in some way be connected with his rigorous efforts to stamp out the spread of the DOAC organization. The tall man sank into the big chair before his desk again. He found one new item at the end of the murder story of this latest edition. A maid in the senator's home claimed she'd seen a strange car parked before the driveway sometime in the middle of the afternoon. Carefully, the man at the desk cut this item out, added it to an envelope of clippings in a drawer. Those clippings were from many papers in all parts of the country. They told of strange crimes that had taken place in recent weeks of National Guard barracks and police headquarters raided in the dead of night by weirdly hooded figures, of machine guns, rifles, automatics, and ammunition stolen in alarming quantities, sporting goods stores that had been broken into and stripped of all weapons in Cleveland, Salt Lake City, Buffalo. All this was believed to be the work of the DOACs. In a dozen other cities, a chain of hideous murders had been reported. Men had been found dead, killed by molten lead poured into their throats, men with ghastly gray beards of metal covering their chins. This might be the work of the DOACs, too. The tall man at the desk didn't know. There was a frown of deep concentration in his intent burning eyes. His long fingers reached up, touching his face in an absent gesture. That face, completely natural in appearance, was a marvelously clever disguise. The features under it were hidden so well that no one would have guessed their presence. They were concealed as cunningly as the identity of the tall man himself, for E. E. Winstead and the mysterious investigator of crime called Secret Agent X were one and the same. The name was only another cognomen of the man of a thousand faces, the man whose amazing, daring actions had aroused the curiosity of every detective bureau in the country, as well as the underworld. It was a name chosen by Agent X in the campaign against crime, inspired by a secret message straight from Washington, D.C. Sensing what the threat of the DOACs might mean,